Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is not good. This place is not healthy for living people. and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. Um, And this week, Amy is recapping an episode for you guys. It's season six, episode one, called Toys for the Dead. And this is one that um, way back when I first started watching the show and I... uh, was I took notes every time I'd see an episode that I really liked or that I wanted to watch again or something. I made notes of it in my uh, Google Keep. And this was one that really stood out to me just because of the content. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a note of this. So when we were when I was deciding which one I wanted to do, I looked back at my list and I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that nice. one. So um, I think it's going to be cool. And I have not watched it. So listeners, I we will be taking this journey together. <laughs> we'll be on it. We can, you know, share the experience together. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And, and like I said, I think the first time I watched it was over a year ago. I remembered something very important about mm-hmm. it, which we'll get to at the end. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I didn't remember all the pieces. And for this one, too, uh, I got I was interested in the the people. And so I looked them up and found some interesting things about the the people who were called or the people who called dead files in and um about the place too so we'll get to all that oh and also my friend amy i can't remember if she said this in our group chat or just in snapchat with her but one of her she knows a psychic who we we have been talking about going to and she's also a reiki master Oh, so we could like talk to her and maybe oh my gosh, be like, how do you become a Reiki master? And she's like, I just did a course on the Internet. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm sure <laughs> it's so much more in depth than that. I used to see ads all the time for how to become one. Like in city pages or something, mm-hmm. you know, back of those newspapers. But um, yeah, that would be super interesting. Yeah, I, I think Amy did text me 
I thought maybe it was in our group chat, but I know group, she's I okay. That. Okay, but I just can't, she, couldn't remember if she had said that she was a Reiki Reiki master in the oh, group. Oh, she might not have said or that. Or if she was just in our chat. Yeah, but she did say that we we were going to try and find a place where we yeah. could all meet up. That was sort of a central location for all of us, mm-hmm. and that she would um, sit down and chat with us. So because I would super fun. fucking love that. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun to have her on. If she would, you know, be on as a guest. I don't know how we would do that. All right. If we have to go meet somewhere, but um, we could maybe we could talk for talk to her for a little on Zoom or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. For sure. Yeah. We did not do a VIP happy hour this month because we had it planned for Saturday and one of us was sick. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had rain checked it. So we'll yeah. do it. We'll do it as soon as we're all back on our feet. Tick Maybe top. we'll do two two for the month of May instead of um, instead of because we, we didn't do an April. It's going to be May. Everybody, it's May 1st <laughs> today. So I've Justin, seen so many. Oh, my God. <laughs> TikToks and stuff about that. It's so it's, it's so funny. It's a tradition at this point. Yeah. Like you can't it can't yeah. be May and not have <laughs> ramen hair Justin everywhere as far right. as the eye can see. Right, right. I oh, feel I, I listened so True Crime Obsessed did a, an episode on their their manager. I forget his name. He was trash. But he mm-hmm. d- he managed them, he managed NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and a bunch of uh. other bands, and he just was he was trash. Really? It starts with an L. I can't remember his name. But yeah, he took advantage of those poor kids. Oh. I mean, they were so young when they started. You know, they didn't know yeah, what of course. the business was like. And he just, he's trash. So, you know wow. who's not trash, though, is Lance Bass. Um, he is so yeah. adorable on TikTok. He, he is. He really is. I follow him on TikTok, too. I do, too. He and, and, he and his, his partner and their kids. Yep. Did they get twins or just one? I think so. Was I it thought twins? they got twins. Yeah. I think it's, so. They, oh, I just want to be his friend. He'd be the best friend, too. You know he would. You know he'd be oh, the yeah. best friend. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember when we were watching this, The Circle mm-hmm. and that woman, I can't remember her name now, but she was his... Lisa, Lori, Lisa. started with an L. Lisa. I think it was Lisa. Yeah. And she She was his personal assistant. assistant. Oh, yep. my God. And she loved him, so you know yeah. he's got to be nice because when your personal assistant likes you, exactly, that's a big thing exactly. because they—I'm sure they deal with shit upon shit. Yeah. Oh, I just love him so much. Yeah. Anyway, he's a good—he's a good one. He's a good egg. A good egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Um, so remember, we talked about YouTube last time and how yeah. we're trying to beef up. Our <laughs> we are just shy of our one thousand. Yeah. We're close, you guys. Yep. So close, we can taste it. We now behind. have 11. What? <laughs> and one of them's me. <laughs> Not one of them's me. I, oh, I do think it is me now, now that I think about it. But Okay, so we had, we had, we've got four. So two of them are us. So whoever else, you two out there who subscribed recently, thank you. Thank you. You know, it used to tell me. It used to say so-and-so mm-hmm. just subscribed, mm-hmm. but it, I haven't gotten anything. Well, that's rude. Yeah, it's kind of weird. YouTube, get it together. Yeah. Come on, YouTube. Also, um, it is a new month, and so we have new promo partners. And this week, we are partnering with the Skylark Bell, which is Melissa Mm Oliveri's podcast. Award-winning podcast. Award-winning podcast. That's correct. That is correct. And another one called Generally Spooky. Okay, so Generally Spooky is a podcast about Scottish history. (gasps) So they talk about, like, the old castles and things like that. Sterling uh, Castle and Braveheart mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Well, you know, I love everything Scotland. Yeah, so who doesn't? 
I know, right? You and got married there. I mean, I did. And by the way, the Skylark Bell, this season of it, Wingspan, season mm-hmm. two, takes place in Scotland. Oh, my God. Yep. So Scotland, the elusive I have, I've dream. Scotland on the brain. But yeah, so I was listening to this Generally Spooky podcast one night when I was going to sleep. I fell asleep in the middle of it, not mm-hmm. because it's boring, because I was tired. And I had the coolest dream. I I won't go into too much detail because I know people don't like listening to other people's dreams, but I was flying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love along, dreams. Yeah. Over the ocean, but up along the coast of Scotland. So I was flying along the bluffs of mm-hmm. Scotland, like just going all along the coastline. And it was, I was, this <laughs> is the funny part. I was flying on a magical dog bed. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> Total. So like a magic carpet, but yeah. it was a but dog, a dog bed. bed. It was one of those fleece dog beds. Oh, so at least you were warm. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, it was the size of a skateboard though. So it was really little. Mm. And I was just sitting on it going like this. And I was, yeah. I could, I could go faster or slower or turn around. Yeah. Nice. It was super cool. Nice. It was such a cool dream. And I woke up and I was like, damn, I wanted to stay there. I know. It was so Damn, why cool. can't I just be a flying dog bed in Scotland for real? I know. And it, it did. It felt so real. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up and I was thinking about it, I, I've been thinking about it. It's probably a week ago. And I've been thinking about it every day since. And I remembered that Q&A that I watched with Amy. I think you mm-hmm. watched it, too. Mm-hmm. And she, Amy Allen, that is, somebody in the audience asked her, so, like, if I've never been to Paris, I think she said, mm-hmm. after I die, can I go to Paris? Yeah. And Amy said, yes, you can. Yeah. And in the most amazing way. Oh, God. And yeah. I was like, that's so cool. And that's I what I felt this dream was like. Yeah. I, and then I saw that I'm like, did I really go to Scotland? Maybe you did. Maybe you astral projected. It was so cool. But anyway, so is there anything else we need to? Oh, it's Steve Deshavi's birthday today. Today, Happy the day birthday. we're recording. Which is May 1st. May 1st. Not the it's day that this is coming out. It's going to be May. May 6th. This will be out on the 6th. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Should we Mm-mm. just get to it? Let's just dive right in. Let's just dive right in. We say after chit-chatting for... For 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> Let's really get down to it 45 minutes later. <laughs> Let's get started, but I have one more thing I want to tell you. Let's get down to business. Welcome to the mysterious world of the Skylark Bell. Our story begins on the outskirts of a small town called Pocket, where Margaret Phaeton, better known as Magpie, must connect a series of unexplained events psychic visions, and century-old folktales before the mysterious silence hanging over the abandoned farm at Meadow Lane spreads to the entire town. The Skylark Bell is a fiction podcast in serial format with new chapters every Friday and bonus episodes that recount real-life paranormal experiences. Find The Skylark Bell on all major platforms and at theskylarkbell.com. I'm Melissa Oliveri. Thank you for listening. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. 
Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. Hey everyone, AP here, and really wanted to talk to you about Wantable, which I love because I hate going to the store to try clothes on. I don't like being in the dressing rooms, the lighting's always bad, the mirrors aren't great. I'd rather try things on in the comfort of my own home. So I use Wantable to treat myself. Go in and select a style edit, have them send that to me, get surprised by the different items that might be in there. Some are outside my comfort zone, but it's funny how when I try those on, they end up being some of my most favorite items. I have a handful of items in my wardrobe right now that I have worn several times in the last couple months, and they're going to get continued use. Highly recommend you check out Wannable. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Yeah, so this is season six, episode one on both Discovery Plus and Hulu. What? And by the way, I also signed up for the fancy $2 more for no commercials mm-hmm. on Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. So I will probably be watching it there. Mm-hmm. All the time, instead of sometimes flipping over to Hulu. I know um, I signed up for the fancy dis- commercial free on Discovery Plus, and and I was it's life changing. I love it. I do too. I was getting so annoyed with Hulu today. I was watching, I was watching a show. I think it's called Better Things mm-hmm. with Pamela Adlin, mm-hmm. and I was watching that, and it was just before a commercial break. Greg walked in the room and was talking to me. And I didn't get to the the pause, pause. in time, mm-hmm. so I tried to pause it, and it it went into commercial. But I missed like the twenty seconds between when he came down and when it went to commercial. So I tried to rewind it. No, you can't. It do wouldn't that. rewind. No, it wouldn't rewind. It it made me watch a two minute set of commercials to rewind ten seconds, and then watch it again after that. 10 seconds of watching, I had to watch that commercial block again, and I was so fucking mad. I threw the remote across the room, and I said, fuck this shit, and I ended up turning on um, Discovery Plus instead. I watched yeah. something else, because I was so fucking mad at who. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. Okay, so here's the setup. The client is Ginny. She called because she's worried about her best friend, Michael. <laughs> Three years ago, and this was in 2016, this came out. Michael and his partner, Travis, rescued a former brothel, which was about to be torn down. This is the second Mm -hmm. 
Second brothel, brothel slash bordello. I have bordello. bordello. Oh, that's right. I had to ask you what that meant because mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> so uh, they turned it into a museum and mm-hmm. they do history tours there. It's called the Dumas and it is in Butte, Montana. Montana. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know much at all about Montana, Me but neither. the the visuals they showed during this episode, it looks really pretty. Oh, I'm sure really it's pretty. gorgeous because it's yeah. got, isn't there mountains in Montana? It's, yep, I Beautiful. think Beautiful, so. yeah. And, and yeah, lots of, almost deserty looking in some ways, mm-hmm. but but there's greenery. I mean, yeah. it's really pretty, really yeah. pretty. Nothing Country, against you know. Montana. I mean, yeah. I just don't yeah. know much about it. Yeah, I don't either. So this is If an you're old... from Montana, sorry, just, you know, hit us up and tell us yeah. what your state's like. We want to yeah. know. That'd be cool. All right. Sorry, I won't interrupt you. That's I mean, I will, but I'll try not to. I, I want you to. <laughs> so Ginny, Ginny works there at this um, museum at the Dumas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't feel like it's safe there. There's always been activity, but it's gotten violent recently. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And almost everyone who works there or visits, so the tourists too, Even the visitors? all have had experience. Wow. Yeah. They hear footsteps. They see full body apparitions. People are getting touched, pushed. Oh. But her most, her major concern is Michael. His demeanor is changing. He gets really uptight and really OCD. Mm-hmm. And once you get him outside, he's a totally different mm-hmm. guy. And she thinks that he's obsessed with the place. So the building uh, was built in 1890, and mm-hmm. it ran as a brothel for 92 years before what? the sheriff. Yeah. The sheriff closed it down in 1982. I was just going to say, that's got to be well into the 20th century that this thing was a brothel. 82. Yeah. 92 years. So. Hey, sex work is the oldest profession in the world. That's right. That's right. You do you. Wow. (laughs) That's so long. I know. And so recent. And I think um, when I was doing a little bit of research on it, I was finding a lot of stuff calling it the Dumas Hotel. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it presented itself mm-hmm. as a hotel, but mm-hmm. I think everybody really knew, wink, wink, nudge, wedge, what it really was. You know? We're going to go to the hotel? Yeah. Something in your eye? No, <laughs> <thinking>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Amy walks in right away and she says, oh, boy. And she hears someone say, get her out of here. She senses it's a man who does illegal things here, and she sees prostitutes, her word, all around him. Okay, she says there are quite a few dead people here. They would influence people, changing their behaviors and thought processes, and they might become depressed, anxious, and do things that they wouldn't normally do. So then we're back to Steve. He and Ginny are in the basement, of course. Of it's course. a super creepy basement. They always um, are. Yep. It has a really high ceiling, so it's not like one of those, mm-hmm. you know, like squashed down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room, but it's and it has it's set up for like a bedroom down there. Like, really? Okay. Uh, a room for yeah. the. Well, you got to make use of the space. I mean, yep. yep. And Jenny says she sees shadows zooming past her when she's down there. Mm-hmm. And Steve does his Steve thing, trying to see if it could be something else. Yeah. People fucking with her, or whatever. Yeah. But she says it, it happens when she's down there all by herself. Mm-hmm. She has come home with bruises and scratches. And Steve says, you called us for Michael, but it sounds like you need help, too. So now we're back to Amy. She's in the basement now. And she said the dead here are very capable of interacting with the living. And she says, Ah, there's so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, so 
She is sensing the landlord or landowner. He wants to keep people out of there. He smothers the shit out of people, she said. She feels like she's being punched in the stomach. And she says, sure as shit, if people are down here, there's going to be problems. Mm -hmm. She has such a way with words. I know. I know. There were so many good sound bites in this episode. I picked out a lot of them, Mm -hmm. but I had trouble narrowing it down. The landowner doesn't like people around. Amy says that he's a pincher, a hitter. And if he doesn't like someone here, he'll he'll do that to them. Mm -hmm. And they would see like a dark mist. And she says, this is not good. This place is not healthy for living people. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's affecting Michael. So, yeah. So Steve's talking to Michael now, and he agrees that he's obsessed. He he said he'll plan to be there until like midnight, and then he'll all of a sudden it'll be 5 a.m. So like he loses time. Ooh, that's never good. Mm-hmm. Steve asks him how he feels about the place, and he says it's an important landmark, needs to be saved. He feels it's like a stewardship, and he has an obligation to this building. Who does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Johnny. We've had, we've had that before. Yep. Yep. Uh, he tells Steve about the time he was pushed. He was walking down the hallway. Ginny was right behind him, and he was pushed, like, in the really? face. Pushed, like, and fell backwards. Usually they're pushed from the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he even he even showed it on, to Steve. He pushed Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, Steve didn't even ask him to. He just did it. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, he says he's very attached to the place. Why don't you just get this place on? I'm very attached to it. Un- unexplainably. Ooh, that's disturbing. Unexplainably attached Unexplainably to it. attached, yep. So um, he's very antsy and agitated, and his... His face looks like he's almost angry, mm-hmm. but his words and his voice sounds more like he's scared. It was really weird, weird to watch him. Like disconnect. Yeah, it was really strange. So next, Steve talks to Travis. This is Michael's partner. Mm-hmm. They've been together for eight years, and they bought the place three years ago. So they would have bought it in 2013. Yeah. Travis says Michael's mood swings are really bad. He's getting more OCD, more agitated, and he takes his anger out on Travis. No. I know. That made me sad. Well, that's what we do. I mean, we take our emotions out on those closest to us. That's exactly what Steve said, too. You always hurt the ones you love. (gasps) Steve and I. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. We're so connected. Yeah. BFFs. Yep. So he asks about things that the customers have heard, and Travis says that they've been pinched. They've got their hair pulled. They get nauseated. Some have thrown up. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not... Not but, pleasant. Mm-mm. Can't ghosts be nice? Like, can't can't they make people feel like just euphoric? Like, I, I think they can, but not not these suppose, kind of shit bags. I suppose the people who are left behind or staying behind aren't really staying behind because they're happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, typically not. they're staying behind because they have unfinished business or they're mm-hmm. upset or or yeah. I mean, a lot of these ghosts that we've heard of in this show anyway are. Trapped. Murderers are a yeah. piece of shit. You yeah. know, it's not all right. victims that are stuck behind. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's, you know, the reverend well, in I the Velisca house. Well, they don't want to go where they're meant to be, so. Yeah. 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 Well, and like the Velisca, the reverend, um, I can't remember who it was. Chip Coffee, I think it was, mm-hmm. that was saying he's he's here because he loves reliving this. Wow, that's sick. Killing all those people because he still gets off on it. That's sick. Yeah. Even in death, he's still messed up. Yep. 
So Travis was in one of the bedrooms. He's explaining this, what happened to him, to Steve. And he was in one of the bedrooms, and he felt a warm hand on his shoulder Mm -hmm. and then a warm breath right on his neck. He Uh -uh. said it was really intimate, almost sensual. And I'm thinking this ghost has no gaydar. No. Uh, So then we flash to Amy for a second. She says she senses a woman Mm -hmm. who is very sensual. She's really hands-on, she says. And if she finds someone attractive, she'll do stuff. Uh Uh-oh. And then, and then Amy's drawl came out. Yeah. And she said, there's a lot of anxiety. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love it when she does that. Um, Heart attack. <laughs> she says she feels super nauseous. Okay. So now Steve is meeting with Ron the Brick Mason. Oh, Ron. Oh, good old Ron. Ron has worked in the building. He's, they're in the basement. And he says that he's had the sense that he's going to get killed. <gasps> I don't like he that, said, Ron. No. Mm-mm. He says there's something in there telling him to get out. His tools go missing and then reappear. He won't go downstairs by himself anymore. And Steve does the, you don't seem like a guy who scares easily. Uh-huh. You big guy. <laughs> you big guy. Tough guy like you. So Amy says another lady is down there who will move things around and open doors. Mm-hmm. And she says she has skin like tree bark. And her arms are all twisted like roots of a tree. Okay. I know. I was I like, was, I can't wait to see this sketch. I was just going to say, I bet that's going to be a sketch. Mm-hmm. So the dead all have certain specific things that they do for the living. And Matt asks her how they treat living people. And she says, they would be, you know, toys for the dead people. Oh, that's where the title comes from. I wrote in my notes, ladies and gentlemen, we have a title. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So... Now, Steve is off. He's, you know, doing his research in town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's meeting with a historian named Ellen Baumler. The building was built by brothers Arthur and Joseph Nadeau. They built it for the purpose of it being a brothel. And they had other properties, brothels in the area as well. They're very educated, very wealthy. At some point, they had some kind of a disagreement. The brothers split and Joseph remained to run the brothel until he died in 1925, the age of 77. So now I go back to Amy. She's talking about the landowner. She says, this guy is going to cause some problems. He is the biggest problem here. He's super negative and extremely, disgustingly greedy. Ooh. She thinks he might have owned the land and built the building. He's got mm-hmm. white hair, pale skin, and there says there's a lots of traffic in here that has benefited him. Well, yeah, if it's a brothel. Mm-hmm. So Steve learns that this was a high-end brothel. The... He, he noted, he was talking to this um, historian. Uh, he said, well, the basement's not very high end. And she said the upper floor was created for the upper class. The main floor was for the middle class. And the basement was for the minors. Mm-hmm. That is men who worked in the... Coal middle. minors, not, not like children. under 18 right. minors. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Ellen explains that the working conditions for those ladies who worked in that basement were probably not great. They charged about 50 cents a customer and probably serviced about 50 men a day. <gasps> How many? 50. Five zero. Five zero. Per day at 50 cents a pop. Those poor women. I know. It's tough enough for me to service one and that's not every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She said there was lots of violence, lots of addiction. And she mentions the danger of pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Having sex that many times a day. Jesus. 
So Amy goes into the basement. She said there were a lot of drugs and alcohol. These men were dirty and angry. She called them perverted freaks. She sees a lot of people laying down, laying around and laying Mm -hmm. down. She heard mining, the word mining, Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. anyone who rents or buys this place is not on the up and up. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure if, you know, you're doing 50 men a day, you've got to be drugged out for it. Oh, yeah. Whether whether willingly or not willingly. I was like, what is wrong with this place? She said, what is wrong with this this fucking fucking place? place? (laughs) (laughs) She's because she's like saying all that. She's walking around and then and then she like she goes like this, like she's feeling something Mm -hmm. touching her or she's hearing something. And next, Steve goes digging through the archives and he finds (laughs) Gertrude. Pitt Cannon. Ooh, Pitt Cannon. She a genealogist? No, she is a piece of shit. Is what she is. <laughs> Steve even says so. Um, she was performing illegal abortions in the red light district. So he goes and meets up with. Um, I guess this guy must be a historian. Is she a piece of shit because of that? Or no. okay, I was gonna say because no, not that's not why. Um, so he hits up this guy named Chris Fisk, who tells Steve that she very likely performed abortions right at the brothel. If the ladies got pregnant, they couldn't work. Mm-hmm. So she and did a lot. And that's money lost. Yep, that's right. Between 1929 and 1939, three women who Gertie performed abortions on died as a result of the procedure. God. She was charged three times with manslaughter, but all the times the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. This is why we need to have abortions be legal. I know. This is why, right yep. here. Because yep. if they're illegal, people are still going to get them done. Still gonna do them. But they're going to be yep. much more dangerous. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. So some of these ladies actually chose to keep their babies. But this back alley abortion clinic that she was running, apparently people had babies there too. Mm-hmm. And so these women would have their babies. And she would tell them that their babies died and then she would sell the babies on the black market. Okay, now I know why she's a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And she did this to at least 14 babies up to 28. I don't know if that's how, I don't know how many women that is, but at least 14 times she did this. Oh. All right, so she's a piece of shit. Yes. For doing this. Yes. Yes, she is, Steve. So now we're back to Amy. She notes that there are a ton of dead bodies here, mostly men, but there are women. And she even says some of them are kids. No. And she says, there's a lot of kids here. There's too many for one family. It's almost like a daycare. But they're not they're not being taken care of. They don't mm-hmm. have parents. Mm-hmm. And she says, maybe they were selling these kids? Mm-hmm. And then she says, oh, like drug dealers and children sellers and pimps. And I went, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know, Amy. Oh, my God, indeed. Right. So Steve then meets with Sheriff Ed Lester about some other deaths that he's been made aware of. Mm -hmm. They meet in the Old City Jail, and uh, Ed Lester tells Steve about Eleanor Knott. She was the madam from 1950 to 1955. Mm -hmm. Her body was found on the second floor of the brothel. The death certificate was said coronary occlusion was the cause of death. And I didn't know what that was, so I looked it up. A coronary, coronary occlusion is the partial or complete obstruction of blood flow in a coronary artery. So it's like a heart attack. 
Yeah, this condition may cause a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. So they think it was suspicious because the woman who found her body, her name is Bonita Farron, she took over as the madam. Huh. When Eleanor died. Mm, I know. Hmm. So I searched newspapers and I found an obit Mm -hmm. for um, Eleanor, but nothing else. Just it did say that Bonita was the one that found her body. Mm -hmm. But she was never charged or anything. So it's just a rumor. Well, yeah, she's a woman. She couldn't do anything like that. (laughs) Right. We're too stupid. Well, until I don't I don't know when what the date was on this, but Bonita's husband, John Farron, also died. He fell down a flight of stairs. Uh oh. And I shouted, it was the owl. (laughs) (laughs) Those stairs are tricky, you guys. They're tricky. Yeah. Well, and the coroner thought the reason he fell was that he was drunk. The death death certificate says cerebral hemorrhage, but it also has, like, as a contributing factor, alcohol. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. devil's liquid. Yep. (laughs) So, this is now we're at the reveal. Uh, So, Amy sits down with them. It's Michael, Travis, and Ginny. Ooh, another and, threefer. Yeah, another threefer. Hmm. And uh, so she tells them that she heard a male say, get out of here as soon as she got there. And a woman call out, whore. <gasps> Ooh, that's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. They show they show Steve and he's like, yep. But that that checks out. Right. <laughs> yep, that checks out. Steve's like, no today at the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. She says that she got something about specific drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. opium, marijuana, hash, cocaine. And as she's reading off this list, they show both Ginny and Travis who turn and look at Michael. And Michael looks at them and then he looks back at Amy. It was the weirdest. Did they address it, made, it? It made sense to me later. Okay. They didn't address it in the show, no, but it made sense to me when I found out some stuff later. Oh, okay. Ooh, Amy's got so, the good. Michael explains why he sank all this money into it. He says, I don't know why. I don't know what drew me. And they show Amy and she's got wide eyes. She's shocked. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that he fell in love with it when he entered the building for the first time. And she just goes, interesting. I love it when she does that. I know. And she always makes a note, too. Yep. Yep. She was writing. Interesting. Yep. Yep. And so then she talks about the basement and all the people, the men with their interesting sexual proclivities. She tells how she got punched in the stomach and Jenny tells him that she was once chased up the stairs. Oh, shit. I feel like, I know I felt like I was chased up the stairs once in my mm-hmm. house I grew up in, my mm-hmm. my very first house I lived mm-hmm. in when I was little. And I told somebody that I thought I was being chased by a ghost and they were like, everybody has done that. Every kid who's ever walked up a flight of stairs has pretended like they're being chased. Yeah, but pretended and feeling like are two yeah. very different things. I think so, too. I really felt like I was chased. But I didn't. I never had any other experiences in that house, so who knows? Anyway, Amy talks about the children that were down there. They were uncared for. And then she talks about the pimp and drug runner, and she thinks that he sold children. And this is when Steve brings up Gertie and mm-hmm. her husband, Gustavus. Oh. I don't remember them mentioning her husband before, but Apparently, she had one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my guess is that's her husband that Amy sees down there. Yeah. Steve talks about the babies that were sold through the abortion clinic and that they are known as Gertie's babies. Don't call them something cute. I know like that, that sounds cute, doesn't it? Don't, Gross. Like she rescued these babies and found them homes. No, don't don't no. don't glorify what she did. Right. She ruined lives is what she right. did. Those right. poor women going their whole life thinking, thinking their baby that their died. baby's dead. Yeah. 
So Amy talks about two women that she met. One is met. One is the tree bark lady mm-hmm. and how she moves objects around. She can open and close doors. And Ginny uh, tells her about how the brick mason's tools go missing and yep. show up again. The other woman is the sexy time girl. She's interested the in young men. The woman? Yes. And she likes to touch them inappropriately. This is the sketch that she did. So then there's the sketch. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, so Travis tells a story about her breathing on his neck. And Steve says, do you think she was a prostitute here? And Amy says, yeah, and I think that she really enjoyed her job. Okay, good for her. Yeah, right? Steve asked if she's a threat. And Amy's like, well, sure, being molested is a problem. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Steve. <laughs> Sounds like a problem to me. <laughs> yeah, Steven. Okay, so Amy talks about the landowner, dominant personality. He was unhappy that she was there. He's very negative. People may see him as an elderly man or as a black fog. Mm-hmm. He goes everywhere, but he really likes the basement. He's very physical. He'll try to smother people. He wants to kill them. And Michael talks about how he was shoved in the face and pushed backwards. Ooh, yep. And Amy does that thing with her eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Amy asks Michael if he feels threatened, and he says yes. And then I took a picture of the look that Amy gave him. Oh, yep. Which she, which she gave him this look like. I'll paste that in for those of you who are watching the video. So Steve asks if Amy knows who this was in life. And she said he's the boss. He's very greedy. Um, he's the owner who benefited greatly from the business here. So Steve talks about Joseph Nadeau. Mm-hmm. He pulls out the photo Amy looks at the photo, then she looks at Michael, then she looks at the photo again, then she looks up at Michael, and she just points at him. And he's like, what? And she said, the first time I saw you, when you first came in, I thought you looked familiar. And she slides the photo over to Michael and says, ask him what, she, what he thinks about him mm-hmm. and if he feels any kind of attachment and he says, I think I have a duty here to fulfill something. And Amy is just smiling and looking at him like, damn. He tells her how he bought it the first day he set foot in there. And Amy says, because you already owned it. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm like, chills. <laughs> Steve goes, what the hell are you talking about? And she tells Michael that he is Joseph Nado. <gasps> like reincarnated? Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. And Steve goes, Steve goes, wait, he was reincarnated? And Amy says, yes. And Travis kind of looks over like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. And Michael says that Joseph looks like his grandfather. I felt something, though. I knew. I knew it. But I don't want to feel like some deceased person, some spirit, some entity saying, you need to do my bidding. It's not like you're doing anybody's bidding. This is you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Steve says this is a case that's going to stick with him. Yeah, for sure. And Amy says she's nervous for him. She's in awe. She's speechless. That doesn't happen often with her. No, it doesn't. And I think, in fact, there's only been one other episode I've seen that has the reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Steve asks if Michael believes that that he is this man. And he said, well, yes. How else could you explain it? Yeah. 
Then I'm going to quote Amy here because I don't think I have my head wrapped around this completely and I don't want to get it wrong. So she said, quote, your soul is not complete because you're continuing a life that you had before. What I think is going on is that sometimes when people die, the soul in its entirety doesn't completely move on. So it'll shatter sometimes. Mm -hmm. When Joseph died, his soul split. One person, one piece remained here in the form of an old man and the other became you. Okay. So kind of like Horcruxes in Harry Potter. I don't know. We're going to say yes. Okay, yeah, exactly like that. Thank you. Okay, but that makes sense, yeah. So maybe he was so attached to it that he didn't want to leave it. And so when he passed away, Mm -hmm. his soul split so he could always be attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Very well could be, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Then we play the should I stay or should I go? Yep. Amy says they need to find a Reiki master mm-hmm. who has the ability to collect souls and absorb them into herself, and then she can release them. Wow. She needs to collect that soul. Steve asks if she takes Nado with her, will mm-hmm. Michael still be reincarnated? Mm-hmm. And Amy says yes. But when he moves on, you may no longer have an interest in this place and can relinquish this fixation. Mm-hmm. So Steve says, what about the tree lady in the nympho? (laughs) Eloquent, Steve. (laughs) Amy said the Reiki master will remove them as well. Okay. And Michael says he feels like a weight has been lifted. And Amy says this is going to be quite a journey. Mm -hmm. So the follow-up, Michael has yet to contact a Reiki master and the activity continues. (sighs) Wonder if he will. Well, okay. So I did some research. Scotland's history is ghoulish, ghastly, and at times downright gruesome. Who wouldn't want to hear more about it? If you're interested in learning more about Scotland's history, legends, and ghost stories, then the Generally Spooky podcast is for you. My name is Ailey, researcher, storyteller, and believer in ghosts. And my name is Kieran. I'm chief listener, provider of jokes, and Ailey's husband. And we are the co-hosts of the Generally Spooky podcast. Join us as we discuss things like the Loch Ness Monster, the Mackenzie Poltergeist, the Battle of Culloden, and so much more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can also find us for free on YouTube and over at our website, generallyspooky.com. We'll see you there. See you there. Well, okay, so I did some research. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Doesn't sound um, like it's good research. It's not. Me. It's not good. So I looked it up. The brothel is, ha- it has a website, mm-hmm. and it is now owned by another couple. Okay. They posted the last time they posted in their blog about it was November thirteenth, two thousand nineteen, okay. saying that it closed for the season and would reopen in the spring of twenty twenty. But we all know what happened in the spring of twenty twenty, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it. I assumed that it had did not open after COVID, mm-hmm. but. They have a they have a section on the website for paranormal stuff, including some videos and waves. These mm-hmm. two people who own the house now or own the brothel now are uh, paranormal investigators. Really, mm-hmm. 
I wonder what happened with Michael. I'll tell you. Oh, all right. So, getting too ahead of myself. I found an old Facebook page for the place for when Michael and Travis owned it, mm-hmm. and I started reading the posts. The last post was from Travis, saying this would be his last post because he might be losing the property. He mentions that while finances were always tight, they're even worse now after Michael's passing. <gasps> what? Yep. How did he die? <sighs> well... It never really said specifically, but it was alluded to. So he died January 14th, 2018. Travis wrote a beautiful post on the museum's page um, talking about how much he loved Michael and how much everybody loved Michael. And he was asking for people to donate to a GoFundMe for the funeral Mm -hmm. because he had no money and he owes Mm -hmm. all this money. Mm -hmm. And I went to the GoFundMe and it only raised $615. Like shit. So... On October of 2018, Mm -hmm. Travis posted on the Facebook page that they owed over $5,000 in taxes and he didn't have the money. He he was trying to raise funds to, quote, keep Michael's dream alive. Mm -hmm. They were four years behind on taxes. Oh, my God. So the property was turned over to the Silver Bow County in September of 2018. And somebody on on that post said... And this person's name was Dumas, said that this was a family there. They were she was part of the family, the Dumas family, and she was supposed to have the option to buy it. But no one told her that it was going in foreclosure. And so it went up for auction and someone else got it. Oh, she really wanted to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So then another person posted, um, commented on that post and he commented twice, once to say that he had a crush on Travis and wanted to date him, which I'm okay, like, not that's rude. That's not the right place exactly. to do that. And then a couple posts, a couple comments down later, he posted again to say he's sorry to hear of Michael's passing from a drug overdose. Oh, okay, so the woman that wanted to buy, the woman who's a Dumas and wanted mm-hmm. to buy the place, mm-hmm. she said she was trying to get a hold of Travis and she couldn't get a hold of him. And she even had the sheriff looking for him, but he was missing. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking, oh, my God, Travis went missing. What happened? And I uh, so I looked him up and I found him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And his his last post was from April of this year. So mm-hmm. he's he's still around. Good. He lives in Blackfoot, Idaho now. But all of his Facebook posts are like quizzes, like what national park are you and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, he could have other posts, but since I'm not friends with him, right. I don't see them, you know. He posted that he married Michael on March 27th, 2019, but that's a year after Michael died. So I think that he just like, maybe it was it a yeah too late. Yeah. And he posted, I miss you dearly, my one true love. I will continue to hold your hand until the day comes. I'm going to cry. When we, re- when we are reunited once again, love you forever and a day. Mm. So I went to Michael's Facebook page. It's pretty empty. His status says married. So I'm guessing they did get married good, before he passed. Good. He has uh, some posts about addiction. Mm. And That's probably I, why they looked at each other. Yep. And I saw that he graduated from Montana Tech in 2014 with a degree in addiction counseling. Good. So, oh, and on Michael's Facebook page, he had a post that said he one day hopes to own the Dumas. I mean, if you're suffering from addiction, there is help. Yes. Like, there's nothing you can't overcome. Right. That's true. And, and it doesn't feel like do that. I know. I know it doesn't. And 
you're a beautiful person and the world is a beautiful place with you in it. Yeah. Never think anything else. Well, I mean, like, just looking at Michael's Facebook post and Travis's Facebook post with all the people commenting, so many people loved him. Yes. And so many people miss him. And so many people love you. And so yeah. many people would miss you if you are battling with addiction. Yeah. Or anything, really. Depression, addiction, anything like that. Yeah. So let's see. I did find a 24-hour addiction hotline number. Oh, good. Um, it's 888-987-1784. Okay. So, we'll put that in the show notes and yes, stuff, too. I mean... You are loved. You are beautiful. You can overcome this, whatever it is. We love you and everybody loves you and your family would be devastated if you weren't around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Addiction's a bitch, but you're a tougher bitch. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Bad bitch. You're a bad bitch. Oh, that sucks. I know. I know. That explains the look, though, that they had during Mm -hmm. the reveal. And and I wonder, was she was she sensing any of Michael? Was she mm-hmm. picking up on Michael? Uh yeah. As much as she was picking up on the sex workers right. and the the people who worked there and stuff. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's Well, I hope he's at peace. I, I yeah, really I hope too. he's at peace. I do too. And I hope Travis can find happiness. Yeah. He seemed like a good kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sad one. It's a good yeah. one, though. My God, that that uh, reveal was. Yeah, that's a doozy. I got chills, yeah. literal chills, when she pointed at him. joining us for another episode of the activity continues if you have a favorite episode you want us to cover please let us know you can dm us at any of our socials or email at the activity continues at gmail.com thanks for listening everybody and join us next time when the, the activity, activity continues. continues the activity continues podcast is produced by me amy at collected sounds media and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with the Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, 
production or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.